felt we had, you know, a few offers that were good. So once we got the offers to the point where we felt um, good about what the offers were, uh, we thought this was the best one for us, and so we, we executed it. So why was now the right time to pull the trigger, Tom? I just told you. RSPN Season 2, Episode 9. We are back. You already know who I am, Platinum Chanel Boy. I do have uh, uh, my, my my good friend with me, of course, every every week. Mark, what's up, buddy? <sighs> <laughs> Dude, what's going on, man? I just don't understand what you have to do for basketball gods anymore. Why? What's 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 going on with you? How are you feeling, it. man? Is there something something you feel like this shit doesn't work? Happened dog. this past week that is is on your it's on your mind or I show so much good faith to the gods of basketball <laughs> and try and make things happen. Mm. This team mm. talking make about things Miami. positive, put things in a better light, better perspective. I thought things were positive for you right now. Get a couple more games on national TV. <laughs> Just drop the city jerseys, the, the most fire city jersey in the game right now. Oh, really? And as things go up, this doesn't work. Doesn't show love uh, back. Were, were you hoping to see uh, Jimmy Butler and those? That name is banned from RSPN going forward. Oh, <laughs> the name Jimmy Butler is banned? I don't ever want to talk about this nigga ever again. Well, you, you did see where we sent his ass, right? I think that's the worst part of all of it. <laughs> I can't. If Houston, if Houston would have bailed out those first four picks <laughs> and just fucking shoved them to Minnesota so that Jimmy can go play with Chris Paul and Harden <laughs> and Melo and fuck around and lose more, I would have been more happy. Hey, man, listen. I uh, I congratulate a young amp on the trade, oh, man. I'm glad, I'm glad the business was done. You know, the, we, we, had, we, had to, we had to cut the business. I'm sorry that it didn't work out with uh, Miami, but Amp, man, congratulations again. Uh, congratulations. It was, great. It, oh was, my God. it was great doing business with you. Business. All right, you know what? Going forward, <laughs> from now, Amp is banned too. <laughs> Amp is banned from RSPN. Brilliant. I had enough of this. We can't, we can't. <laughs> If I can't slander the team, somebody's got to get slandered. Listen, bro, they can't tank no more. They got they got a big three, right? Um, um, <laughs> uh, I, how am I going to do this episode? Man. How am I going to do this episode this week? How Listen, am I going to do this episode this week? Amp, man, Amp can't be banned because I have a I have a a, a special a special message. Don't tell me he left you a fuck. Oh my! God. I have a special message from Amp uh, to the people. Is this is this is this representing all of Sixer Nation right now? Look, all I gotta say is it was great doing business with you, Amp. Oh, just play the just, oh my god, just play the damn voice. Oh man, you already know I had to call in, man. Shout oh, out to god. my real niggas on RSPN. Not you, Mark. What's good, Jeff? But you already right. know, man. I had to call in, man, talking about my 76ers, man. Saturday we got that boy. Jimmy Butler oh, in. Boy. I already oh. know Mark Piss, man. So <laughs> new 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 beginnings for us Sixers, man. We we going all in, man. We trying to get to the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals, man. Get Boston up out of here, man. Get a uh, Ola Home Depot up out of here. That singing ass nigga. <laughs> Ola, man, Ola Home here, Depot. Man. 
Warriors, Sixers, Finals. I'm calling it now, man. We're going full throttle on these boys. All right. And Mark, Mark talking about some slanderless, whatever it's called. I got dirt on you, doggy. You, wow. you can slander the slick sixes, man. <laughs> say something. I'm gonna listen to this episode. You say something wrong, I'm gonna drop the atomic bomb, man. I got <laughs> I got documentations on you. So 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 just watch what you say, bro. I'm gonna be listening. I'm gonna have on my beats by Dre headphones. Let me listen in close for that slander. You bet not I bet not even hear you grit like grind your teeth wrong on the oh, mic. Bro. <laughs> oh, bro. I'm gonna be listening. I'm gonna get you up out of here, Mark. Shout out to your heat, man. Y'all about to have mellow soon. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't even say that. Without... <laughs> oh my god! How am I gonna do this show? This week? Shout out, Amp, man. Hey, shout out to Heat Mellow, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, enjoy the show, man. I'm about. <laughs> Listen, could you imagine? Well, the look, let, me and Aunt, you know, we was in the front office already. So front office. He sent he sent that before the trade uh even went down. You know what I'm saying? We already knew. Uh Aunt oh, Bond. Oh, oh, Elton, Elton, Elton Brand told Amp what's going down. <laughs> yeah, Ampavelli bomb. But you know, man, wouldn't it be something if if y'all signed Melo? You would probably cry, wouldn't you? I, I'm not wasting tears on Car- Oh my God, how am I gonna do this show? I'm not wasting tears on Carmelo Ant put it in the Ant put it in the universe. So we're we gonna get back to Melo in a little bit because that's one of our two marked men this week. Yeah, no, that yeah, I got words for Melo. Feels like they have a target on his back. It appears that he's about to be either waived or traded from the Houston Rockets after they are starting in ways that we did not expect. Coming into the season, or at least I didn't. Maybe Jeff did because Jeff has <laughs> some <laughs> hey, opinions, you know uh, some hashtag that. opinions on the Houston Rockets. But yeah. um, I didn't see it happening. I especially did not expect to see Melo gone after 13 games. But we'll get more into that uh, later in the show. I want to start off with the first marked man, and thankfully you brought up front office because Tom Thibodeau yeah. has to go. He, he I don't care. I don't care how Listen, he's man. gone. I don't listen, care listen, how. Listen, listen, I don't listen, care listen, who. Listen, 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 man. I just want him out my life. I think. I listen. I actually think the trade was was pretty solid for both sides. I understand why you might not like the trade. I think that all in all, the right thing was done. But I still think Tibbs needs to go, though. It's not more of that. I don't like. It's not necessarily that I don't like the trade. I'm just confused. Very confused on how the Timberwolves front office gets down. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's something that is now purposeful. Maybe it was something that they had planned this entire time. But from what they got compared to what <clears throat> was leaked out or right. speculated, yeah, basically, it doesn't really equate to what they got. Right, right. Basically, what you're saying is the offers that were, uh, um, you know, spoken of prior to this, this trade was a little bit better than what we got. Right? Is that what you're insinuating? In my opinion, yes. Yeah, I think those trades were better, but. At at that point, I'm inclined to believe that Tibbs really <laughs> was trying to convince. Is it? Well, we, we I think I knew that I knew that when we signed him, though. I'm 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 talking about. I think that he really thought uh, there was some type of chance that, like, he was being honest that he thought Jimmy was he was trying to keep him, you know, keep him. 
that's my only thing I can think of at this point that, you know, the reason why we didn't pull the trigger on those trades is because maybe he didn't think that the problem was as big as it was. Like at that point, we had to make a we had to make a move. And uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm be real with you. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy and Tibbs like sat down and and he gave like Tibbs gave him like, hey, where do you want to go? You know what I mean? Like, I really wouldn't be surprised because he seems like he loves Butler more than the Timberwolves. And that's when the initial reports came in. Jimmy Butler would like to go somewhere like Miami. And at that first point, right. it was just like, ah, oh, it's a name, whatever. But he, then he gave what, three? It was like it was like Brooklyn, Miami, and I, yeah, I can't I, I'm remember not, the other not positive but, yeah, the yeah. but Brooklyn got batted down immediately because of course. Uh, not only for the fact that you're playing in Brooklyn, but a lot of people just saw it as a money ploy. And it was at this point, Butler seems to want to play for a team that is a little bit more focused on contending than it actually is the money ploy and cashing out. That's that's what he well. Jimmy I mean, I mean, I mean, if he, I mean, listen, if he did want to cash out, good for listen, him. But listen, Philly, Philly's still gonna pay him though. Like, but you gotta understand, and B has already got his deal. Mm-hmm. Simmons deal ain't up till after next year. And that, only, and that is and that is a guaranteed person, max, right? That's a guaranteed max, but they don't have to pay him until the following uh, twenty twenty. So they can pay Jimmy twenty nineteen summer, and then pay Simmons. Yeah, he gonna, then, he, gonna, he gonna get the he gonna get what he want. You know, I think it was a lot of I think money was involved, but in this situation, because you know by then JJ Reddy's gonna be off the books. You know, he'll be somewhere else. I'm sure. So they'll they're gonna they're gonna pay him if that's and that, if that's their you know, big three, right? Which I laughed at that. I Oh you I, did? You got, oh yeah, you got a good joke out of that? Yeah, because so did I. <laughs> so did I. No, I mean I think I think Jimmy will be good for that squad, but like I don't know if Simmons is there yet to be like calling a big three. He's like, you know, he's gotta be more of a uh he's got he's gotta be able to shoot the ball a little bit a little bit better. Now before we get to Philadelphia becoming a uh big three overnight Let's illustrate the road of how we even got here in the first place. Uh, Shams had reported that Jimmy Butler will be traded to Philly, Philadelphia 76ers before um, Adrian Rosenowski came in and gave a little bit more detail on the actual trade. Uh, Butler and Justin Patton of the Minnesota Timberwolves were traded out to Philadelphia. In exchange, they get Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and a 22-second round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, now immediately on Twitter that became takes of Minnesota just got fleeced. Right. Uh, I'm a, I'm a look. If you sit at home and you and you don't watch no games and you go to, and you see a trade and you go on Twitter to talk about it, your 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 point is totally invalid, bro. Like I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like the trade is solid for both teams. I don't. There's no reason for people to try to like act like this was a bad trade. Just because, and, and a lot of it's going to come down to the leaked, the leaked options, right? The ones that we 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 can't necessarily confirm. We only can just talk about based off reporters and what they said. But you're talking about, you know, this is a it's a business, and it's that becomes business. the most yeah, that becomes the most confusing part. Well, at least to me, of how all this went down before it got to Philadelphia and Elton Brand being able to put in their uh, piece of what they would like to trade to yeah. Minnesota now. Now, Woj has an ESPN piece that he had put out referencing the last few days of what it was like in the Minnesota GM office for the last few days of the trade and the back and forth between Tom Thibodeau and the Wolves owner, Glenn Taylor. Uh, a lot of things that went down relating to how Tom wanted to 
uh, parlayed Jimmy Butler to a lot of different teams. Woj had referenced that Tibbs convinced him to back out on the original trade with the Miami Heat that originally included just Josh Richardson because he felt that Pat Riley would be able to come back with more people or even pick more picks that he would like to add once they say no to the original trade of just Josh Richardson. Uh, They had to deal with New Orleans. They had to deal with the Pelicans because they would like to be able to keep Anthony Davis for as long as they would like to. And adding Jimmy Butler to that might be able to help him a little bit. And I, I saw that deal. I, I saw that deal. I didn't like the deal. Yeah, I feel like um, no matter what, even like, if you I add like, Butler, like Anthony Davis still leaving. I, I like the player that they were apparently offering, but the pick meant nothing to me. Um, it was a first rounder. Miritic isn't necessarily a void. Yeah, and that deal fell out because they didn't want to add uh, Drew Holiday to that piece. Which, which I don't of really course, know. of course, yeah. they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Best best two guard in the league, in my opinion, but go ahead. The last piece that fell out, which ends up looking like smoke and mirrors to me, at least mm. to me, was the deal with the Houston Rockets and how they wanted to and I, trade uh, four first-rounders and able to get Jimmy Butler, which would have added him to Chris Paul, Harden, and Carmelo Anthony. But as you can see right now, that's a little bit of a sinking ship that he would who, have been who, added to anyway. Now, now, who were the players involved in that? Eric Gordon and who? Did you see the Did you see the the revised one? No, I just saw the first four rounders, and I knew Eric Gordon was in it, but I did not know who else did they added. Who else did Look, they man, add? I I don't even want the trade. I would have just took. I would have let them keep Gordon and, and just took the four. Yeah, picks. just took the four first rounders. <laughs> four first rounders is some wild shit. That hasn't picked up any steam. I feel like if that was real, I just feel like it would have happened. Yeah. I know it's hard to say, you know, because obviously we're not in the front office. And if it didn't, what the fuck is Tom doing? Well, if it, if it if it didn't, then Tom is who we think he is, right? I mean, I'm not necessarily not, not with, with picks three. with picks with picks involved. Tom may be thinking, well, shit, I ain't, I might not even be here to to draft these kids myself. And if he is, that's sab- if if he is, that's fucking sabotage. It is sabotage, but. What I'm saying is that could that could be the reason why it wasn't accepted. The reason why I'm not sure if it was real was because Glenn Taylor has the option to go above that. You know what I'm saying? So if he thought it was good for the organization, then he would have did it. So I don't know. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was smoke or not. But now, thankfully, 76ers brand new GM Elton Brand was able to continue persistence until he was able to trade away. Uh, both of those pieces from the 76ers freeing up yeah. some room for Butler. Uh, yeah. They had already lost a small amount of glue guys throughout the summer. Belnelli is back with San Antonio and so on and so forth. But now um, they lose Covington, who was able to get an all defensive team. Yeah. Uh, let's let's not. Yeah. Let's not look. Look, see, this is this is where I'm glad you said that, because this is when we start getting into people who like watch hoops and like don't watch hoops. Right. So like. You may watch the Sixers and you say, oh, teams lose. And then, of course, players start becoming trash, right? He's trash or they're trash or whatever. But, like, man, we got what we needed, okay? At the end of the day, my team got needs. And I think that's what it comes down to. Don't worry about who the player is or, like, oh, we didn't get a superstar in advance. Or I, I would have loved if we would have been able to get faults in that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not completely sure we didn't ask, but Ew. I'm not, I'm not, it's not that bro. I'm not 
I don't I'm not gonna disrespect that kid. Like he he went through injury. I don't know he I don't even think he's complete, you know. So like but what I'm saying is yes, I would have took him with you know, with uh 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 you know the players that we got is what I'm trying to say. So not in exchange for taking one of them away, because I like Covington on our team. Uh what is he, twenty eight defense, threes. I like Covington. I like the addition of Covington more than I do Dario Sarge. I know we had I like small Sarge, amounts of, of of seeing what Sarge was able to do I in like Philadelphia. Sarge, right? He's twenty four. That that's the that's the. I mean, it, it it works out. And not to mention, we got rid of Justin Patton, who uh, was a kid that we had drafted two seasons ago, I believe, and he's basically had a broken foot since we got him. And but it ended the, up not panning out the way that it should. It didn't pan out right, and that's fine. So we we got rid of that. Um, I wish we could have, like, you know, threw off another contract on there, but we couldn't, and that's fine. And we, we got uh, Bayless, but, like, you know, obviously that doesn't matter to me. I mean, you know. And we got a second-round pick still out of it for 2020. So, bro, I'm not – the trade is fine with me, bro. I'm not stressing the trade. Once once after all the, like, the bullshit started to calm down, uh, the, level-headed, the, the level-headed people started to – <laughs> to tweet and be like, okay, actually, this isn't a bad trade. I think I think for Timberwolves fans, not only were they very happy of being able to finally end this bullshit once and for all, but it almost gives them a sense of hope, like going go, going forward. Like yeah. they don't have to worry about this shit anymore. They we still can just have play. if we're trash, we're trash, right? <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. I mean? You don't have to worry about anybody holding you down. You still, even though you you still have, in in my opinion, a very good center, one of the best centers in of the course. league. Of course, yeah, of course, bro. And and that's what it's about. Let's just play now. Like, if we're not good enough to make the playoffs, we're not good enough to make the playoffs. We, we, we play through the struggles. Our players will get better. We'll see if things fit. And then adjustments will be made after the season. But at least that part is over. Jimmy's gone. And not just that. Uh, one of the most important things is he's in the East now. So that's another thing that I, wanna, I want people to touch on is, you know, we didn't trade him to a West team. Um, and get the West stronger. Right, you know, and 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 I think that was smart. So it's cool, man. It's over, you know. Hey, it's over. It's over. Yeah, man, you know. Now Tibbs' job may be fucked, and Timberwolves fans can finally move forward with their team uh, for the rest of the season. But mm-hmm. what does Philadelphia do long term? Now that they have traded Covington and Sarich, that man. eases up a little bit of money off of their books to be able to have Butler sit comfortably with. Embiid and Ben Simmons but yeah. like you had mentioned earlier uh, Embiid had already signed big on his contract and Ben's max contract it's is gonna be huge Ben's, uh, Ben's contract is gonna be huge by the way we're seeing it now with Golden State we've seen it before the Miami Heat and any of the other big threes that people try and create these things don't come up cheap so what can Philly do long term to be man. able to keep Jimmy in well, the city of brotherly love well Jimmy's gonna he's gonna demand that 180 <laughs> He's going to get that money. Uh, I think there was already a report saying that they're pretty confident the deal is going to happen. So he's going to he's going to resign and then they'll have to resign Simmons the summer after. But uh, see, th- I don't want to say it's an issue, but it's something for them to think about. Well, look, the thing is, they have solidified what they want. Right. So MB Simmons Butler. Right. That is what it is. We know that now, no matter what, that is their big three, you know, and, 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 and phrase. Right. So that's who that's who they're running with. So they already know where most of their money is going. So now it's just about putting everything else together. I mean, I, I don't think they'll 
be able to keep uh, um, Redick, you know, obviously. And there's some pieces that's going to have to move. But I don't know, man. We'll see. And you know what's funny? Even if it doesn't work out, at least now, Sixers fans can look and say, you know what? Even if you don't work out, you can go elsewhere. We can trade you. We have Jimmy Butler now. Before, if there was no Jimmy Butler, we would have been stuck on the area of, damn, will Fultz ever get the way that people expected him to? You can always wait Mm -hmm. for Ben Simmons to develop his game and get a jump shot and do whatever. And B will continue to grow and grow and, and, and be able to contend and be one of the top names in the NBA. Of course. And Butler is who he is. You know, yeah, he but, is who he is. And. Yeah, so Fultz ends up being the very large question mark of the Philadelphia 76ers that people have. But now that Butler's here, I feel well, like it's like, ah, Fultz, well, you can do whatever you want now. You don't and, even care. And and coaching. And coaching. Oh, coaching yeah. Coaching and Fultz. Coaching and Fultz are, the, are the, probably the two biggest, yeah, the two biggest questions for me as far as Philly's concerned. But they're going to win games. They're going to seed high. I think that's obvious. Yeah, people gave Brett Brown props immediately just for getting past the fucking first round who, who knows what um, what amazing praise he's gonna get if he even gets them <laughs> to a conference finals but we'd have right, to see right. that uh in april maybe going into may if they are able to get that far and go against the east they still have a very strong to work a very strong toronto raptors to worry about they still have the boston celtics who are still uh in the midst of figuring things out and what they want to do uh going into the yeah pre- preparing for the postseason but that is also a team that we'll be worried about in the east and one of the teams that we'll be covering in our future presentation today uh, is somebody that they'll have to uh, keep an eye out for, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I think we always say that a little early. You know, I, I love Giannis. I think I've made it clear. Um, but I don't – and I like the Bucks. you know, but – But you just have some questions about them. It, well, those are questions that I'll have – those are questions that I'll have too going into the future presentation. We're going to be covering – their game against the Los Angeles Clippers on Saturday, November 10th. We'll go into full detail of how the Bucks were able to play with Giannis, without Giannis, and what we were able to see from the Los Angeles Clippers from the start of their season. They're sixth seed in the West, but we'll be able to paint a picture of how they even got to that point in the first place, who they have defeated, and what they were able to do to top the Milwaukee Bucks this past weekend. So we'll get to that as our future presentation once we come back. It's RSPN on RNC Radio. We'll be back after this. Yeah, if you hate if you hate niggas on Instagram doing the name practice and shit, you're gonna hate and beat. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. You're Bruh. gonna hate and beat. They are they look, Simmons isn't like a wild, like, you know, nigga, but he be on social media, bro. Oh I'm man. about to get 2K, nigga. I'm about to be falling out, nigga. Oh now's the time. You can finally yeah, caught 2K yeah, once, once this nigga. roster update goes in. As soon as the roster update goes, I'm, I'll do the trade myself. All right, Black Friday, I'm going to be getting my game. So uh, on this Friday commercial coming break, up, buddy. Yeah, on this commercial break, this might be the this might be the announcement right here. I get paid every Friday, baby. First 2K match, Heat Wolves. We could honestly, bro. We could make it a whole series, bro. Like we could do a we could do a game every other episode. Yeah, and just, and just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like every other episode, we'll just do a game. It'll be a little fun thing. Maybe one day we'll let the uh, we'll let the uh, we'll let Twitter vote what teams we use. Yeah, we we'll see. You know, we like, we like or maybe, maybe, maybe we can we can play the feature feature presentation game. That's what I just saw. It was uh, Le- Levette, Le- Le- Levert. I'm sorry. 
It wasn't. So, he, he, he's not a Timberwolves player. Carson Wentz's leg injury in Minnesota shook everyone on court. He had rapidly emerged into the cornerstone player in that three building spectacular season. Oh, yeah. his fucking leg turned around. Sustained a right leg injury during the second quarter. Oh yeah, no! Don't tell me it's video. It's a video. You don't want to see it, bro. Where is it? Where is it? Oh God! I told you. Why did you watch it? Oh no! Why did you watch it, bro? Oh! Oh! He, and, and, and he's good, bro. He's good, bro. Oh! He's good, bro. Go! That is crazy. Yeah, bro. Oh my god. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, I fucking hate this team. <laughs> Stick of doing the taunts and shit on your stadium, on your court, bro. Just like last. <laughs> Fucking. It's all good, man. All right, let's do this. <laughs> this thing I got this. Why this nigga? <laughs> all right, we are back. Yeah. RSPN on RNC Radio, episode <laughs> nine. He is Jeff, and I am Mark. Yeah. Continuing so another very entertaining, very action-packed episode of another week in the Alpha Sport. Covering week four, of course. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, I'm on. The, I'm, I'm scrolling down the timeline. This Fultz free throw it just popped up again, bro. You know, like when you know when you see something so pop up in it. You know when you see something so cringy, like it makes you feel bad for the like for like the person. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like, damn, bro. I know that shit. Like, I know that can't feel good. Yeah, shooting that did not did not look good. It didn't feel good yeah. looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, currently, we are recording during the Heat and the 76ers, and there's just so many people just walking out. I, I really fucking hate oh, I really hate this team. You hate what? What team, bro? Uh, I'm not going uh, to. Hate... I, I, I don't think it's slanderous to say I don't like this team. I don't think it's slanderous to I don't say think I do not really. like this team. Yeah, I think that's okay. I think it's okay. You know, to help me feel better, let's just get to, let's, let's just get to the sound. Let's get to the feature presentation. And now, our feature presentation. Shout out Disney, of course. Uh, rest in peace, Stan Lee, and all that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Absolutely. So we haven't had a Bucks episode yet. There was definitely a chance that we wanted to give love to the fans of Milwaukee. And at the time of this feature presentation, they were 9-2. and two. So the 9-2 and two Milwaukee Bucks. We want to show love and talk about the game that they had against a team that I did not expect to be sixth seed in the Western Conference, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. We've had a lot of talk about the other Los Angeles team and all the theatrics mm-hmm. and things that they're going through, but under Doc Rippers, the Clippers have been sneakily good. And maybe to people that watch Clippers a lot more often, it might not be that sneaky. Now, now, now they just they just debuted their brand new Clippers city jerseys on Saturday at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. It's one of my it's one of my more favorite jerseys out of the Nike City collection that they dropped. Of course, it's a really large golden like bumble logo that's on it. I like them. Yeah, that it's bumble nice... that bumble logo is hilarious. And you can even see it on uh, the cover. You can see it with Montrez Harrell, who ended up having a big game um, this night against the Milwaukee Bucks. But they have a nice large LA word mark that is right on the Clippers jersey. It's for the first time ever that they able that they're able to have LA branded across the jersey. The word mark is inspired by the iconic 1984 Olympics Games and the Stars in Motion logo. 
They're a lot better than Milwaukee's one. Now, Milwaukee's one was showing homage to the iconic Mecca Court and their history going back um, as the Milwaukee Bucks. But, uh, you know, I think I think this, the, the city jerseys are, are solid all around for the most part. There was a few that... Uh, Would you rock a Milwaukee one? No, I'm not really rocking anybody else's jersey. Well, well, the Timberwolves end up having the hard, one of the hardest, at least at least top three. Yeah, to me, the Prince ones. Yeah, yeah. Prince ones or Flames. It's it's for me. It's the Prince, the yeah, Brooklyn Coogees, y'all joints. The Brooklyn Coogees are hard. Dude. Yeah, the Brooklyn Coogees are kind of hard. I, I must say, but you know, you just um, got to go out wearing a next jersey. So, you know, but yeah, that's that's, that's my thing. Bat. Like, I may like it, but I'm still not gonna put it on. So between both teams, the Bucks and the Clippers, they end up having a very interesting week. For both of them, also an interesting season. Uh, the Bucks have one of their best starts that they've had in a long time. They end up nine and two on Saturday night, going into Los Angeles. Mm. Um, they had a very eventful week. They were able to defeat the Golden State Warriors on Thursday night on TNT. Uh, blew them out without Draymond Green, and one Stephen Curry had to go off to the sidelines with an injury, and ended up playing them very well getting the win in Golden State, which is a very difficult thing to do, no matter if you have Curry or not. Uh, they almost dropped 150 points on Sunday, November 4th, against the Sacramento Kings, end up winning that 144-109. to Giannis with a triple-double of 26 points, 15 rebounds, and 11 assists. And Tuesday, the Bucks end up a little bit on Meme Street as C.J. McCollum drops 40 points in a win for the Trail Blazers. They're eight and three against the Milwaukee Bucks, giving them only their second loss of the season, one eighteen to one hundred three. And of course, if you are as active on Twitter as we are, you saw CJ McCollum hit the crossover to White Dante and see him completely drop on one knee and reach to the gods for help as he dropped to the floor off the crossover. The Clippers end up having a very good season so far, especially with the personnel that they have, the teams that they have in front of them at a certain point, are teams you pretty much expect. You have Golden State, you have San Antonio, you have Oklahoma City. Uh, Memphis has also started off very strong, Denver and Portland as well. But they're above the Los Angeles Lakers. They're above the Pelicans, Houston, Utah, Minnesota, naming off some teams that a lot of people expected to start off very well going into the season. Now, there has been some uh, speculation as to who they have beat especially at the time that they had beat, and that's all real bullshit to me. You beat a team, you beat a team. So yeah. the six wins that they yeah, have going into Saturday night, um, they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, without Westbrook due to his injury early in the season. Uh, they beat Rockets while Chris Paul was suspended after getting banged on by Rondo. Uh, they beat the Rockets again with no Harden with his injury. Uh, they beat the Wizards, who hasn't. They blew Orlando out, and they ended up beating the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, before playing the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday night. So very good teams to be able to beat, especially in the Western Conference, keeping other teams down while you have the ability to excel. Mm -hmm. We haven't heard much about the Los Angeles Clippers or Coach Doc Rivers for this season. Have, for the they, have they had, like, how many televised games have they had? Well, last night they played the Golden State Warriors on NBA TV. That counts. But outside of last night against Golden State, all of their games have been on League Pass. <laughs> Were they really all League Pass? Like for real? Every single game, the six wins that we had talked about, their five losses. Mm -hmm. We aren't able to cover the Warriors game that happened last night, but that is literally their first televised game. And that's not even 
fully televised. That's NBA TV. Jeez, so, dude. so we don't hear much about the Clippers. We haven't heard much from Coach Doc Rivers this season outside of when they ask him about old Celtic shit. They might ask him about Rondo when they, he was fighting at Chris Paul. They might ask him about old Clipper quotes and what had happened within Lob City and what happened with getting rid of Blake Griffin. But not too much about his current squad and what he's able to do to keep them competitive and afloat in the Western Conference. For Los Angeles, so far, it has worked. And they've been very low-key about it. Do you think that Doc Rivers prefers to have this type of team that doesn't have all the glitz and the glamour of Lob City and what he expects from Chris and Blake and DeAndre? Do you think he prefers having a low amount of guys that aren't very high-profile and won't make very large quotes the next day but are able to surprise you and pick up wins, very needed wins, in areas where you have to stay on top of your game to eat in the Western Conference. It's a, it's a war zone, and it's going to continue to be that way. You think the Clippers making the playoffs? In a world where the Clippers actually end up making Clippers the playoffs. Clippers are in seventh. They're in seventh seed right now. Above but, the Los but, Angeles Lakers. But listen, but listen, but listen, 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 listen. From four to ten, seven and four, seven and four, seven and five, seven and five, seven and six, and then the Pelicans. All literally half games. All literally and, half games. Right, and then the Pelicans, seven and six, Kings, seven and six. Utah 6-6-6. Six, six, six. Clippers are not going to be able to keep this up. Well, in a, in, in a world where they actually do, here's who has to fall off. You have to have New Orleans literally fall off for the rest of the season. Somehow. Sacramento will have to continue to plummet, even though they started off nice and now and are now hovering around 7-6. And continue to suck. The, huge, the Rockets have to suck for the rest yeah, of the season. That's, the I Jazz have to not hit anything. The Jazz yeah. have to not hit anything. Dallas... Phoenix will probably stay within that area like they normally have within the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. And after this trade, Minnesota also has to not right, right. So it improve. But if you look at if you look at those top eight, literally the Clippers are the only team I can <laughs> I can see get kicked down. I feel you know what I feel like they can make it. You think they're gonna make it? I feel I feel like they can make it. Cause you see the Grizzlies go. There's normally there's normally who, a who well fall, amount. Who falls? Who falls? If anything, what Grizzlies, Grizzlies, Clippers, who 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 stays, who falls and stays if the Clippers make it? The only the only Lakers, people, the only people that I have staying guaranteed. The Lakers, the only people that I have seeing, the only team that I have seeing that is definitely staying is Golden State. Everything else in the Western Conference feels like a toss up to me, even with Portland at ten and three. I, I hear you, but I, I do feel like some of these teams have those guys, right? So. Thunder, you know, I think the Lakers will be fine. Spurs are always, always there. Uh, Trailblazers kind of always there, you know, like there's some teams I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to count out. And I just think when, when things level off, you look at this, look at this clip, this Clippers roster, man. I mean, who's taking them above Patrick Beverly? Well, that's when we start breaking down the roster. And that's why I believe that the Clippers have an ability to compete. They might not they, be able they got some to. Good, they got some good, some, some depth, though. It's a pretty skilled amount of depth that you take at risk of not having a dedicated closer, like you would have mm-hmm. a Damian Lillard, or that you would have a, a, a Kevin Durant or a DeMar DeRozan. Right. But you have a roster that's not a huge list of stars, but would enough say, to make very big noise. And it gives Doc Rivers the freedom I, I was to gonna say, people around. Would you say coaching is going to come down to a lot of this as well? 
I feel like a lot of things have come down to that four dog rivers for the past few years. And now that the entire circus of Los Angeles of, of the LA Clippers is now over and done for Blake has already had enough time in Detroit to make his name. DeAndre is having plenty of fun out in Dallas. Um, well, at least the amount of fun that he can have in Dallas. And Chris Paul is doing what he needs to do to try and keep Houston afloat. But now you have freedom to shuffle around a few people in different areas that are needed. And you start seeing that early in the game against the Bucks. Now, what Doc was able to get throughout the summer was, of course, a trade with the Washington Wizards, sending his son over to Washington to, to be able to get Marcin Gortat. And they go to him very early within the game, exposing the paint presence. And he seems a lot more comfortable within these first few minutes than he did in Washington. As far as the stats for the year, he's not really doing too much. And maybe that can speak for his comfort. He's only averaging fucking four points, uh, five rebounds, and he ends up not being on the floor when they start going into the stretch, going into the end of the game against the Milwaukee Bucks. But very early, they start trying to get some paid presence and some looks for Marcy and Gortat. It ends up being difficult for him within the first few minutes because, of course, Milwaukee is nothing but length. You have mm-hmm. very tall guards, p- plenty of paint, paint presence that could play physical with you, that could play fast with you. And, of course, you have the fucking anomaly that is Giannis. Of course. That is able to reach different sides of the floor in he's, he's literally different. seconds. He's different. Yeah, he's different. And stop you no matter what you're doing, whether you're on a fast break, whether you're he trying could, to – He could literally Euro step every play and probably get to the basket. But the Clippers end up using the people that they have to have very good playmaking, and that's what they've been able to do within these few wins that they've had to start the season. Now, if you need versatile forwards, you have Montrez Harrell, who had a very big game uh, against Milwaukee. You have Tobias Harris. You he have Emoji. Well. Yeah, you have Emoji Boy. Uh, you have Mike Scott. <laughs> Emoji Boy. That's Emoji Boy. I'm tired, I, will, I will always call him Emoji Boy, no matter where he's at. Uh, you have Mike Scott, who are forwards that are tall enough to be able to defend and, and have good perimeter defense, but can also run the floor and be very fast for you and make plays to your playmakers. Now, who are your playmakers on the Clippers? You have a very famous face in Danilo Gallinari. Everybody is very familiar with Gallinari. His ISO might not be that amazing, but he can look for certain people on perimeter and get them involved. And that seems to be the L.A. Clippers offense on how they have the ability to beat different people. Beverly also dropped 21, which is not something that he does a lot, but he plays the other side of the ball really well. We know that. Yeah, you have Ricky Shy Gildas Alexander. He's a um, beast, bro. He's 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 the beast, man. Like if, if there's a guy that they want to have some faith in going forward, it's definitely him. Yeah, he appears to be the most hyped Clippers rookie since when Blake came. And Clippers fans definitely love Gildas Alexander. They have him on T-shirts. They're getting his jersey with a very extra long name on the back. I think they'll enjoy Gildas Alexander. At least I did watching yeah, this game no, against he, Milwaukee. He's dope. He's dope. And, of course, you have the current sixth man of the year, the reigning sixth man of the year, Lou Williams, to round out your playmakers on the Los Angeles Clippers. If you want defense, you literally have one of the best defenders at the point guard at Patrick Beverly. Uh, you have Avery Bradley, who is currently on an ankle injury and did not play on Saturday night. Uh, you have paint work with Gortat, and you literally have a fucking seven foot three big show in Bobin Bogdanovic. <laughs> now, he's not the fucking fastest defender and all that, but it's look, come on, it's seven feet and he's, three inches. He's a big dude. So it, it, at this point, you have 
many different names who are not very household friendly, but, but can get you different things amongst different together. people. Right. Look at how many different things you could throw. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, it reminds me of that Nuggets team after Melo left. With Wilson Chandler, Gonzari, <laughs> yeah. Ty Lawson, just a Apollo. bunch of a bunch of a bunch of players. None of them necessarily superstars, but like they could all do different things. Yeah, but are doing the groundwork to get to get things going. Now that yeah. ended up not working out well for Denver, but you well, know. you know, I don't think it's going to work out well for Clippers. What's their their home their home records five and one, so they're playing really good in LA. So that's that's something to say. Yeah, um, I'm 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 definitely I'm literally the last person that you could look at. I'm literally the last person that you can look at for Doc Rivers praise. But <laughs> Shit, starting off these, too, this first month in the NBA, he deserves some props. I hear you. I mean, he he. But I feel like also this is something he should be doing. Yeah, the amount of praise that niggas get uh, niggas yeah, give for that. I mean, away Celtics. I, that's all I'm trying to say. You know, I, I feel like he should be at least getting this. You know, he should be playing. His players should be playing like this. Yeah, it's, it's good to see that he has the ability to do that within the first month. Now, we'll have to see what that turns into within these next few months. You never know; it could it could be something where they fall off or they continue to keep it going. But we'd have Giannis to see that. Was still a minus ten. He had twenty seven, eighteen boards, four assists, five steals, two blocks, but he has six turnovers. Now, while now while we've been critical of the Clippers, we have not had an opportunity on RSPN this season to discuss. Giannis yeah. as a whole we brought up the Bucks and, and and their wins but how have you felt of Giannis's play at this point it's kind of early to at this point it's kind of early to try and see who can be MVP of course but, you you know that's the thing though exactly know? but evidently stepping up your game to what it was last season has shown with what Milwaukee has played I've literally seen especially in this game too, Milwaukee struggle to find pace and find offense and to be able to pass around and make better plays for the people that they have on the floor mm-hmm. until Giannis gets back on the floor and all of a sudden huge run, defense changes, speed yeah. changes, and that literally becomes the face and the guy of the team. Now that can end up being very dangerous for Milwaukee going forward, but what is your opinion on how Giannis's role is to Milwaukee. Do you think that that's I think, positive I think, for them or is it a little too dangerous? I feel like they need a big three. You know, I, I feel like they're relying on him so much because of his he's so skilled. And he can do a little bit of everything. He's averaging 25, 13 rebounds. Like, I mean, he can go off any moment. Now, he is only 23. You know, I like to say this a lot. Like, he, he is only 23, but he's been in the league for a minute, you know, He's five years, but he's only twenty three. But I, I think they need they got they have to put more around him. And I'm not saying that that team's not built well because it is. They got some they got some guys. But what I mean is, you know, I think they need that that they need that second star, like star star. You know what I mean? Like he played forty one minutes in that Clippers game. The next the next the next closest player was Lopez at twenty at thirty seven. Yeah, and Brooke Lopez isn't necessarily the large star that Milwaukee that you'd like to have Milwaukee. Um, right, he can't have he can't, going forward. He can't sit. He can't sit down for too long. They'll get in trouble. They lost this game by two points. Yeah. Now his his Giannis's pieces that he has around him, it's not. They're have, not terrible. They're not yeah, terrible they, yeah, pieces. They have performed decent for the most part. You have 
You have Malcolm Brogdon, who had played well from the start of the season and played well with Giannis tonight. You have Chris Middleton, who has been there for a while and is pretty much your go-to shooter. But he is who he is, right? He is is who he is, right? There is is not much evolving left to do with Chris Middleton. Right, right. You have Brooke Lopez, who is also within that same realm. Eric Bledsoe, I would say at this point, is the point guard that – yeah, is who he is, there is not much right? evolving. You have Dante that was just added um, throughout this past season, mm-hmm. and outside of that, you have John Henson only played ten minutes. No, I uh, love I love John Henson, but um, I feel like his opportunities are weird. Like I feel like they always has just seen him as a role player, mm-hmm. um, and Don Maker hasn't necessarily worked out. So. Yeah, there's Thon Maker, there's Della Vadova. Tony Snell. I mean, come on, Tony, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, he's yeah, got Nate. some stuff around him that works, but, like, I still feel like he's he's having to do too much. They got to put more around this boy. Like, another – I need they need to pull another star in, man. One thing that I did like to see is the amount of hustle that Pat Connington had. Uh, he played 25 minutes, ended up getting 10-5-5 five, and five, uh, going into the second half and as well as overtime. But – Again, you have a few people that are able to score with you and keep the games competitive as far as scoring double digits. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a lot of different intricacies that the Milwaukee has to do to be able to stay on this path going into the end of the season and especially going into playoffs, hey, it can't be Giannis or Bust. No, bro. And Giannis right now makes it looks like Giannis go, or Bust. Yeah, he makes this train go. And, and I, could you imagine this team if he wasn't on it? I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to tell you what this team would look like. It probably looked right. like how they were beforehand when Giannis was was uh, trying to find out who he is as far as a player and finding out his strengths and his weaknesses. And at that time, Milwaukee was flooding around with teams like Detroit, teams like New York. But now it's a lot different as Giannis matures. Yeah, man, get him another superstar. To be the player man. that he is. Get him another superstar, please. Now, early for Milwaukee, uh, they're able to show some length and be able to score and have a decent lead until Los Angeles opens it up with shooting and playmaking while, of course, Giannis is able to sit. The first quarter ends up going even as far as almost a 15-point lead as the Clippers continue to do what they are known for. That's when you see Patrick Beverly, you see Tobias, you see a lot of different three-point shooters that are able to run up the score especially very quickly against Milwaukee, and they end up going into the second quarter with a decent lead. Now, second quarter becomes a three-point contest, (laughs) a three-point contest that even shocked me as Milwaukee tries to come back from that deficit. Brooke Lopez goes fucking crazy and hits four threes in a matter of minutes. They scored like 40 points in the second. Yeah, even one directly in the face of a clipper. He ends up going six for 12 from three for the game and tries to clean the score up and make it back to a tie game. Now, the Clippers' response, they ride the run out and move the ball as long as they need to, as long as Giannis is kept calm. Giannis That's does all what you got to do. Yeah, Giannis does what he normally does, tries to drive to the rim, be very powerful, be very forceful to either get calls or be able to get very easy, easy Eurostep layups with his length and very difficult driving slams. But they catch him in two charges very early to keep him away from being the heart of this team. Gallinari takes his attempts to charge at the rim and dunk twice by halftime and try and do their best to keep him not only off the court, but out of the way of being able to communicate with the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Right. They keep it close with the reserves of Pat Connington, uh, White Dante, which. <laughs> Uh, 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 Vincenzo, I could not see without seeing CJ's face with them glasses just flash across my screen. Uh, and they open up the lead once Giannis comes back and they move around with Chris and Giannis to get some more work. With that, it goes back and forth, and they have a 64 and 62 lead for Milwaukee to go into halftime. So, with all the three point shooting that the Los Angeles Clippers have, Milwaukee is able to stay into the game with not only their length but their ability to keep things all right while Giannis is off the floor. And that is our first indicator of seeing an early stance of things become very difficult when Giannis is not on the floor. Hey, man, at a certain point, when, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, because, you know, I assume that the Bucks will be in the playoffs. But, like, bro, just like every year, he's not. He, he, they, can't, they can't keep that up. They're not going to be able to keep that up. I've seen Toronto games this past season. I cannot necessarily say the same for Toronto when Kawhi goes off the floor. I feel like I feel like <laughs> You're with, right. the head of, with the head of with with Kyle Lowry being at the helm and the others that they have. You have Sergi Baca. You still have Valanciunas. You add Danny Green, who has championship experience, knows what it is to be able to close out a game. Those make the most differences in areas, and especially in moments of the NBA season, where we start bringing out the magnifying glass and start looking at teams like a Toronto and a Milwaukee. We had, we had briefly brought up Eric Bledsoe and Yuck. what he is able to contribute to the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, but I don't even think I have to. An- I don't even think I have to answer the question. He was trying to get out of because uh, he was he, he was trying to get out of Phoenix so bad. Was it Phoenix prior? Was it Phoenix or was it where did he come from? Phoenix or Clippers? When he hit, when he hit, please trade me. And you said he yeah, was at the hair, which team was, was that? The hairdresser. That was which, the Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix, Bruh, Listen, <laughs> he said trade me, <laughs> trade me. I was like, hey, my bad, bro. I feel like he's always that player who like feels like he should be one of the stars, but like he's not good enough. Good enough for Milwaukee in general. Like he's just not. He's not a he's not a star player. People hyped him up when 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 LeBron was having issues with Cleveland. He's like, oh, wait until they fucking uh, uh, get Bledsoe. He's gonna be fucking over. And I'm like, they're friends, but eh, I don't know if Bledsoe is is the difference that don't could they, make. Don't they just have the same agent? Well, not only have Eric Bledsoe and LeBron James have been friends for a long time. I don't know if they share agencies as well, but people bring that up almost like it's. Uh, this fucking fifth member of Banana Boat, and I'm like, um, I would not, I would not go out of my way to sign <laughs> Eric Bledsoe to try and save my season. No uh, way. I would be way more interested in those speculations of Kemba Walker going anywhere with LeBron James than I would uh, Eric Bledsoe. Duh, that's because Kemba's a fucking killer, bro. All right, um, so they go 64-62 with Bucks leading the Los Angeles Clippers at the half. Now let's get to the second half. And how it was able to get into the overtime game that they were able to play afterward. So the scoring becomes difficult for Milwaukee once again. When Giannis is out, there becomes a struggle with fluidity. While the Clippers have the complete opposite through plays of Patrick and Lou as their guards and strong performance from Montrezl Harrell. But Milwaukee, of course, does well enough to stay competitive. Throughout the third quarter and the fourth quarter, it becomes back and forth. And with 3.42 left in the fourth quarter... There's a three-point lead by the Los Angeles Clippers. Gallinari has a big pass to Gildas Alexander for the three, and the final minute becomes the teams of Lou Williams, Shai, Montrez, Tobias Harris, and Danilo Gallinari. 
and the Greek Freak, Malcolm Brogdon, Pat Connington, Brooke Lopez, and Eric Bledsoe. So, like we had mentioned before, no Gortat to close out the game now that it is time to score. Of course. Uh, at this you shouldn't point be time, closing out no games, buddy. Yeah, at this point in time, the Clippers are 13 of 32 from three, and the Bucks 14 of 41 from three, four from 20 before the end of this quarter. Now, that, that, that's just bad. That's just Milwaukee not knowing what to do when there is not a person that can expose the post. Imagine if Giannis could, could bust threes. Like Kevin Durant? Yeah. That's when I'd put him over Anthony Davis. We would have to. We would have to. Yeah, AD can't shoot like KD, but he could definitely shoot better than Giannis does. Oh, no. He can hit threes now. Yeah. He, but, no, he, yeah, he's obviously not a better shooter than, than KD. But now before, the, now, before the fourth quarter ends, Chris Middleton fouls out on a foul against Gilles Alexander. Um, Bledsoe and Giannis become the one and the two that they run with. He hits him with an alley to keep it at a three-point game. Lou Williams comes back and misses the leaner. Milwaukee goes to timeout, and they go with Giannis and Brogdon for a three to try and get uh, Malcolm Brogdon open. They post up Giannis and try and run out a pick for Brogdon to try and get him open for three. But Danilo has Giannis locked down. Shai's already reading the play. He's reading out on Brogdon. He's chained clo- very, very close. So instead, Giannis throws it over to Eric Bledsoe, who is on the opposite side. Well, not the opposite side, but he's on the upper side of the perimeter. Bledsoe takes it, does a little one-two, and literally launches <laughs> a bad three over Gallinari's <laughs> a, a head. shit three. A for the tie three, with, with six seconds left. Now, the Clippers, uh, the Clippers announcers sound pretty uh, annoyed with the fact that uh, Los Angeles let it ride out, and they didn't file for two to put Milwaukee at the line. But they ride it out, and Bledsoe ends up getting the bounce on that three to tie the game. And it looks like he's going into overtime with six like seconds that, left. Like, bro, that three was like... I it was bad. I was it like, was what bad. the It was a really fuck? shit three. But then it goes in, and he gets the props. I mean, you know, so we, we play things based on result, right? It happens. Things happen. Things happen. So with six seconds left, Gallinari steps in, tries to get him at the top of the key, launches for the game winner, and it's no good. We go to overtime in Los Angeles with the Bucks and the Clippers. See, man, the Bucks, the Bucks need to be a team where they don't have to worry about going to OT with the Clippers. Yeah, when you're when it you're, shouldn't when be you're, that the situation shouldn't be that. The play can be seen miles away if you do try and close it out with Giannis driving to the rim and getting whatever he needs to to try and either get a foul or literally win the game because Los Angeles will have the opportunity to switch as quick as they need to, and they can take chances on the people that are currently on the floor being able to hit the threes. Now, Brooke ended up shooting the lights out and going 6 for 12 at a certain point. Pat was shooting very well, but you take the risk on that, and maybe Milwaukee saw that from beforehand and went with somebody else, and Bledsoe gets the uh, uh, the shot off, and now we go into overtime. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think they anticipated uh... – like I said, I don't think they anticipated, you know, Beverly having 20, Brooke Lopez going off in the second. Like, you know, some things, some things you just can't anticipate, bro. So now it's overtime, and Bucks go with the guard and Giannis offense very quickly, running him with Eric and Giannis to try and get some pick and rolls going, Brogdon and Giannis to get a much taller rendition of that going as well. Uh, but L.A. stays active on the two-man game and tries to make sure that does not get exposed too crazy. Um, on the opposite side of the Clippers' end, there's a big block from Pat Connington to keep 
Shai Gildas Alexander from drilling two large overtime threes. Shai ends up hitting one to put them up, and Shai goes for a second one, but Pat literally leaps all the way to the ground to try and block that before the lead goes up too crazy. At 121-124, Giannis tries to hit a very clutch three to try and tie the game at 124 piece. At least he, he tried. Misses. At least he tried, right? Yeah, yeah, it's better than – oh, my God. Go I'm, ahead. Go I'm, ahead. I'm, see. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you see? You see? <laughs> You see how you were Avery Cahoots? Hey, hey, You see hey, how you were Avery Cahoots? I tried no, to see. No, no, I tried to see if you were bait. No. So, I Giannis, tried, so the Bucks get the rebound. Then they I kick tried, out am. the I tried, Brogdon, who hits the huge second chance three to tie 124 to 124 <laughs> after the Giannis so miss. There's a big block from Giannis on the opposite side of the end and a large slam to tie it once again at 126 apiece. And with the final moments of the game, Eric Bledsoe goes for the go-ahead basket. It's blocked with 15 seconds left on the clock. Of course. Lou Williams grabs the ball. Clippers fans start standing up to their feet with 15 seconds left and more than likely the last play of the game. They run a high pick and roll with Montrez Harrell, who ends up having an amazing game, 26 points and nine rebounds in 32 minutes against the Milwaukee Bucks. But they don't go with Harrell. Lou Will drives to the rim, literally Mm. takes on Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez at the same time with a wild layup and hits it with 0.3 seconds left on the clock. And in true Lou Will fashion, points to the ground at the referee and says, that's a foul. Of course. (laughs) So he gets the basket, 0.3 left. You literally don't have to do anything for Milwaukee to try and get it off with 0.3. But you know how miracles work in the NBA. So Doc Rivers brings out the 7-3 Boban Bogdanovic to stand right in front of Giannis (laughs) and make sure that that play – and whatever alley they try and do is not able to be accomplished with this point three left. Uh, he goes for the Giannis goes for the lob, but Bobin gets a piece of it and is credited for his only stat of the game, which is one steal and the Clippers win <laughs> in overtime. He played. He didn't even play one minute, guys. Nope, he got a steal very quick. So they win in overtime, one twenty eight to one twenty six. Uh, Lou Will does the post game and notices that he was trash, even literally says that he was trash before that 4-for-14 uh, 4 shooting before that game winner. I don't believe in him like Mark does, but good for them. I feel, like, I feel like it's a feel-good. I feel like it's a feel-good for Los Angeles. Los Angeles around that area has probably, especially if you're not a Lakers fan, you're probably dead tired of all of the Lakers nonsense that is going on if you are not a Lakers fan. And... Los Angeles has already had a very trying week already. We've uh, we've heard of the shooting, uh, we've heard of the fires, very negative news, sombering. A lot of people are trying to make sure that uh, help is being provided, help is on the way. Uh, there's many different conversations that you now have to have with another fucking shooting in this country. So it's almost like a feel good, in my opinion. If you if you need the Clippers to uh, win to make to get you feel to get your feeling off, you never know. Yeah. Some people need you never, it. You never know. If you needed that, then I am I'm glad that they won for the city. LeBron, get it together so people don't have to be happy for the Clippers, please. Well, I mean, expecting a lot from Laker fans, but I digress <laughs> on the Lakers. Uh, I'm just saying. What I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh what do you leave with this as our feature presentation? Do you think that there's some more concerns with Milwaukee than there are Los Angeles, or are you still indifferent uh on either of the two? With their good no, I mean, I think both teams are on the right path. I, I mean, uh, they're both teams are doing what they're supposed to be doing. 
Uh, they're both winning games. They had a great game. That game could have went either way, right? So it's kind of hard to shun either or. Uh, you know, it came down to the last play. Um, Giannis looks amazing. Uh, Clippers are working with what they have. Yeah, I think both teams are just doing what they're supposed to be doing at this very moment. I do see the Bucks having a better season when it's all said and done, but I also feel like what we said, I think they need to put another superstar around Giannis and lift that, lift that load a little bit. And um, the Clippers are only going to go so far with what they have. So, you know, everything is on schedule. All right, well, we'll keep an eye out for those two teams and the uh, improvements that they make, hopefully improvements. And if not, they're going to be the complete opposite going into the remainder of the NBA season as week five continues. And uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? I'm scoring a triple-double at Thanksgiving, nigga. Oh, shit. Thanksgiving is next week. Yo, this week flew. This month flew by. God bro, damn, bro! It was just. Next week, it was just bro. November first. I know. I remember. It's. It, it is what it is, man. I'm not sure what to call it. Um. It. it it's kind of. It's kind of. It sucks, man. I'm almost 29. Time's flying, bro. Ain't about to do the wash shit. Don't do the wash shit. Uh, I am washed. Oh God. Yeah. I am let's not. Let's not do this. Legit. <laughs> Legit wash, but I am going to score a triple-double on Thanksgiving. That's without a doubt. Sure. What's, what's the triple-double stats going to be? Uh, you already know grandma's mac and cheese, uh, the, the the turkey on deck. You know, we do, we make – my family, we make we make wings as well. You know, like we the, pre, the pre-dinner is like fried wings. You know, we fry the wings up. Uh, sometimes we'll drop the turkey. Sometimes we'll put it. It depends how we're feeling, man, you know. Uh, got the, the fresh biscuits on deck, collard greens if you're into that. Uh, whatever you're into, man, just score a triple double on Thanksgiving at least. We we yeah we, yeah we might have to do a hashtag that plate episode yeah, of please. RSPN. We might have to do an RSPN that plate episode next week going into Thanksgiving. Get your shit right, man. Season getting into food. the holiday. Yeah, getting into the holidays. So be on the lookout. I'm, not, for I'm that. not even huge on turkey. Like I eat turkey on Thanksgiving and then like. You know, I'll do I'll do I'll do a nice jerk turkey. I'll do a nice jerk turkey. I'll fuck with that. Yeah, but yeah, but you just put jerk in front of it, so that's different. What's wrong with jerk turkey? Nothing at all. That's the point. (laughs) So yeah, so yeah, we'll have that. We'll have a that play episode next week. Uh, We're gonna have more information on our first game of two K that we play uh, between Jeff and I. Yeah. Uh, for anybody we'll, that is on PS4, we'll, we're gonna we'll probably just you know we'll keep it Timberwolves Heat for now. Yeah, we have it. We'll, we'll we'll open it up for the RSPN faithful and have it team versus team. So we'll start with the Miami Heat against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and we'll see how it goes on from there. And of course, we'll be playing on PlayStation Four. So anybody who has us friended, uh, feel free to hop in while we stream. Uh, we'll be choosing the streaming dates and when we want to stream. Uh, throughout the holiday for you so we'll have more information on that for you next week i know we have also the um, wwe 2k league that j5 and meals are working on um on that end so we'll be uh giving some more information towards that as the news comes to you're gonna have plenty of us on many different sound waves you have us on podcast form you have us on playlist form best playlist out my nigga shout out to amp it's covering the gaming portion. You're gonna have shout us Amp. way more. We're gonna have us way more interactive on Twitch as well. I shouldn't even shout out Amp after that yeah, damn call. Yeah, shout out Amp, bro. I shouldn't even shout out Amp you after that forgot. damn call. 
I'm I almost, so almost, I almost dragged you into a Ben Simmons. Nah, nah, a ben I'm smart. Simmons slander, but you were, bro, you were close, bro. That was, nah, that was, nope, 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 nope. Smarter than that, man. That and with crazy. that said, let's get the shoutouts. Um, let's get the shoutouts, man. Um, who's my shoutout for the week? I don't know, nigga. My shout oh, out, my, my my home state. Shout out my home state, California. Um, first and foremost for me. Yes, many different things going on in the state of California. So hopefully all of our listeners out in the Cali area that are affected by either the campfires or the shooting that had happened at the yeah. Oaks. Yeah. Um, condolences, prayers. And fuck this, Trump. That, and the, this, that, and the third. Don't cut um, that either, Mark. Why would I cut it? Fuck Trump, nigga. You know what I realized? We didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't even, we didn't even say shit for election day. That completely, that was completely over our head. It wasn't over our head. It was just... Um, <laughs> if you, if you, if, if, if they were in our group chat, they would understand why we didn't. <laughs> why, is, why is that over our head? <laughs> That's why. Uh, how we hear this every day. Yo, bro. Yo, yo, shout out, yo, shout out, shout out Huey. I want to bring in Huey next week. <laughs> Huey, Huey got to come through for the that plate. After all that shit he talked about them tacos, we got to get Huey for the for the that oh, plate man. next week. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. Of course, Huey's always, he's always welcome, man. No, no, no political slander, Huey. If you want to come on, I promise. All right, so see, yeah, we're not we're not gonna kill you, Huey. I promise. I promise, yeah. Um, so shout out, Huey. That's one of the shout outs. Uh, shout out, Cameron. Yesterday was what was it? The 15 year anniversary of the Bill O'Reilly interview, mm. and uh, the iconic moments that he had with Dame Dash yeah. and the Mad Kill Cam. Cam is really the first memeable rapper. Not, not, not. You think not, so? Now that I see it, I'm like, wow. Hmm. As far as being he may be right. from that type of cult standpoint and having the type of memes, I mean, not now everybody has fucking memes. Everybody, you you have you have to come out with a damn meme. Well, I'm about to say, yeah. Memes. Nowadays, it's like you, they're trying to find a yeah. meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta force a meme now. But back then, when there wasn't a word called meme, I, I'll give it to Cam. Okay, I'll I give hear it to you, Cam. bro. I hear you. One of one of my one of my personal legends. That might not be the opinion of many, but one of my personal legends. There's nothing wrong with that. Jeff, we got the shout out this week. Um Oh yeah, you're you're already shout out California. Any other shout outs? Yeah, uh yeah, shout out California. Um shout out uh me again. I do that weekly. I don't know if you notice. Know I always shout myself out. That's just off energy. Self love's the best love. Um shout out Tottenham Hotspur. Um Shout out uh, one more time for Minnesota Timberwolves uh, getting that trade off, getting yo, we, yo, the yo, fuck out of there. We haven't done a spot of footy in a long time. I know, but we I have to get back to a spot of footy. I have an announcement that has something to do with that at another time. So okay, we'll save that. All right. Um. Yeah, man. Shit. Toy Story Four, Detective Pikachu. You know, my childhood was really good to I me might be today. Down. Yeah, I might be down for that, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, my childhood was very good to me today. So, shout out my childhood. Um, I didn't even have to hit cheat for that one. That looked, that looked fire. Yeah, man, it's a good time. So, shouts Red Dead still. <laughs> oh my god, I've been I've been giving very low amounts of time to Red Dead, and I feel very bad. People it's are okay. already I, on fucking I, chapter five and six and shit, bro, and I'm got, just getting into four. I got somebody on, on, like you know, doing like in-game stuff. So like you know, it's it's. I'm taking my time too. I haven't played that much because I I told you I started a new job a few weeks ago. So, but I I played it a little bit this past weekend. So 
Yeah. Just take your time, bro. Play play as slow as you want, man. So it's, it's it's a good game. And not to mention, we got we got some time to stall until online drops. So Yeah, it said online yeah. to the end of the month, but we'll have to see how that goes. I think it's a beta. Uh, and thankfully so, it's only beta. Yeah. yeah if it was yeah, official, yeah. I'd be like, fuck I'd be right, 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 right. So it's cool. It's all good. Yeah, we'll see. Um, do you want to do solder moments? Do you want to do solder moments or, uh, or actually only, you know what? I only have one. I mean I only have one thing to talk about in this uh you know the, the Kyrie saying that his team needed a fourteen year old, a fourteen year, a fourteen year vet. Fourteen year vet. Uh, well, you know what? Before before we get to solve the moment, really brief. We didn't even get to we didn't we didn't even get to this uh, portion of the show yet. So we'll so what? we'll give we'll give him we'll give him a few minutes. Um, what? Carmelo Anthony's gone, bro. Oh, nigga. Come on, Carmelo Anthony's gone, bro. And you know what? I just I watched. Care, nigga. I just, I don't think, I don't think the <laughs> league cares. I don't, I don't, I don't think the league cares, unfortunately. And you know what? Um, been a better teammate, buddy. Steven Jackson had this to say relating to what he thought about oh my God. Carmelo. I cannot believe we are still. <laughs> oh, I'm going to keep playing Steven Jackson quotes for you as soon as you said, as soon as the slander happened earlier this season. Hey, maybe, Steven. Maybe, maybe he should be your co host, man. Steven, tell him what it is. So people are like, nah, nah, Jack. Mellow washed up, mellow done. Bro, if you know anything about basketball, and if you look at all these players in the league right now, you can't tell me Mellow ain't better than 50 players in the league. You can't tell me Mellow ain't better than 100 players in the league. Uh, look at the players in the league before you reply. And don't make your opinion on your emotions. Okay. okay? I'm not employed by none of these players. I'm not employed by none of these teams. I'm speaking facts on what I know from experience. Okay. Don't Make your opinion on if you're a fan of this player or, you're, if, you, or if you hate this okay. player. I ain't got no skin in the game. But what I will say is what I do know. And Melo is better than still, still better than a lot of players in this game. I don't want to hear okay. he don't talk about he don't play no D. Who played D in the NBA now? All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, bro. All right, bro. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. I, I don't. Oh. I don't have. It's not. It's not about like. It's not even about that, bro. We all. We if you're watching the sport, you know that there's no need for him to be on that team. Right by the way, he, by the way, he right ended up saying that Melo's being blackballed. For what? What did he do to get blackballed? He's not taking fucking knees. He's not doing anything <laughs> crazy. Like he's not getting blackballed. Who, he's just who not is that black, good anymore? Who it's is okay. blackballing Melo? Bruh, bruh, is Mark is Melo first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah. Okay then, what are we talking about? I'm not saying we we're not killing his 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 career. We just saying he's washed now. Talk, right, talk, or, talk, right or wrong? Talking on emotion did not make Melo shoot one for fucking thirteen the other bro, night. That's all we saying. That's all we saying. We, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay his career at all, bro. I'm just and saying. I, and I know Wade stepped up for him on Twitter. Paul George had something to say. But but those they, are his those are his friends. That's them. That's them acting off emotion. Right. Yeah, and yeah, and they both said, you know what? It's not Melo. It's it's right. fucking uh whatever right. Houston has internally on, going man. blah blah. Fuck as true here, as man. as true as that may be, Melo is not shooting amazing every night and 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 and, and trying to get them Listen, dubs when they're getting okay. fucking blown out. It is okay if he has declined some. These things happen. He's been in the league for a minute. He's accomplished a lot. It's it's cool, man. It ain't got to be off emotion. He just. He can just not be that good no more. There could be different that. things going on with Houston. You lose Ryan Anderson uh, in a fucking trade. Ariza's gone. Bob Mute's gone. Joe Johnson's gone. Right. I mean, bro, he's finished. He's finished. Man, that sucks. It's okay. It's not a big deal. 
He's he's done a lot for he's done a lot in the league. He's if there was if, Hall of Famer. If there was a team that you wanted to see him go to, what what what, what would you like? Um, and you better not say the fucking Heat. <laughs> no, I don't want to see him in Miami. Don't get me wrong. I think it'd be funny. Um, let's see. Where would I like to see Melo go? Send Melo to. Uh... <laughs> if he goes <laughs> to the Lakers, then what? I mean, then nothing. It doesn't really change. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> if he goes, <laughs> if he if, if he goes to Golden State. For the minimum of minimum, what happens? Changes nothing. It'd be funny for Twitter, but it changes nothing. God, if Carmelo goes to work. You know how many people are gonna kiss ass once Carmelo goes to Golden State? Yeah, I don't I don't know if they're interested in that. Um uh but a lot of these places that you're naming, like they want players who gonna play both sides. So and sometimes it doesn't know, happen with send Carmelo. Them, send, them, send them to the Bucks, man. Send them to the, go to the Bucks, man. The Bucks. All right, let's get the soldier moments. The Bucks. Send them to the Bucks. Uh, send them to uh, uh, what, what's the um, what's the team that they put you on on two K? Shanghai. Uh... All right, it's been talking about China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play <laughs> soldier moment noise, please. Monta, you know when you hear that? Huh? Shanghai. Send them, send them over there with that team, nigga. All right, my soldier moment for the week literally happened an hour ago. Very easy, very quick soldier moment. Markel Fultz apparently not knowing how to shoot a free throw well enough that he pump fakes the ball, has everybody flinch and go for the rebound, and then shoots the fucking free throw. Hey man, something's something's not right, bro. But it, but I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to clown him, bro. I don't know what's going on. With You're not. Go, yeah, go ahead, bro. For for you and me. For nah, you and me, go ahead. I like I like, 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 like folks, bro. I like folks, so I'm not gonna clown them. All right, what's your soldier moment? Uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, you want a 14 year vet on your team? First of all, bro, you're the leader of that team. I just want to put that out there. Nope. Uh, so it, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Uh, first of all, or second of all, I should say uh, Horford has been lead for what 12, 13. Uh, yeah. I, that's that should be who you want, but then again, up, shut up, nigga. <laughs> Tell this guy, shut up. This this is your team, bro. I don't understand why. Black world ass nigga. Shut yeah, up. This is your team, nigga. Shut shut the fuck up, bro. You wanted to do. You wanted to have this happen, bro. So don't don't go to the media talking about it. You know, maybe if we had a fourteen year old, fourteen year vet. Um, um, shut up, nigga. Get together, bro. Y'all niggas got everything you need. Play better. You're the leader. Period. How long until how long until Kyrie and Tatum throw hands? Kyrie better get in the fucking gym, nigga. <laughs> you think Tatum will bang Kyrie? Man, look, bro. <laughs> you know, Kyrie. Tatum bangs Kyrie. I'd laugh so hard. Get in the gym, bro. And stop complaining about shit that's irrelevant. Just play better. It's your team, well, nobody, bro. Well, nobody's gonna be in the gym next week. We got some we got some we got some hashtag that plates to take care of, but Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Thanksgiving episode of RSPN, our first holiday episode. We'll be with you next week. So for Jeff, as well as myself, bang, 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 bang. signing out. Mark RSPN and faithful. Mark and Jeff. We will see y'all next week. Disney, don't sue <laughs> us. Please, God. Please, God, Disney, just sue us.